Hello and welcome to the Church Can Happen Anywhere podcast. I'm Pastor Chris, the lead pastor at Peace Tree. As we continue to add to this podcast, we're making plans for interviews with community leaders, church members, and friends who serve in ministry either as clergy or as staff members at other churches or worship leaders in various places. But today I've got another throwback interview for you since we have spent this week preparing for our special Consecration Sunday service that's coming up on the 27th. If you haven't heard, we'll be joined in Carterville by our Bishop Bill McAlilly and our District Superintendent, Dr. Autora Eason-Williams, who will be on hand to officially consecrate our church building. I hope you'll join us in person or online as we celebrate the completion of our uplift building renovations. We're located at 9315. East Shelby Drive in Collierville. The doors open at 9.30 and worship begins at 10 a.m. So again, I'm recycling an old interview that I recorded back in January of 2021. I was joined by my friend and neighbor, Kate Jones, who at the time was the director of modern worship at Collierville United Methodist Church, the congregation that I was at before planting Peace Tree in 2015. Now, since the time of this interview, Kate has become the weekend worship and arts navigator at Hope Prez in Cordova, but she remains a dear friend of mine whom I see on a regular basis. And actually, in a little over a week, she's going to be singing at a wedding, which I'll be officiating uh, for another friend who also worked at Carville United Methodist Church. We all three were there at the same time. So it's going to be great to be reunited with friends and to get to lead alongside Kate Jones, like old times. So in this interview, we cover everything from modern liturgy, campfire songs, beloved hymns, the movement of the Holy Spirit, and how God is the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So let's jump back in time to January 2021, when I got to have a conversation with my friend and neighbor, Kate Jones. I'm joined by my friend, Kate Jones, who's the director of modern worship at Carnival United Methodist Church. I had the pleasure of getting to serve on staff with her uh, several years ago. Uh, gosh, when I think about it, Kate, we were, we were, before we went live, we were talking about a worship service that uh, we get to plan together. That was based around liturgy, uh, church liturgy. And uh, and when I think about when we actually did that, it, it, some, in, in a way, it feels like a long time because uh, the last time I was on staff before I was moved by the bishop to become a church planter was, uh, I guess, May of 2013, which was also, also no, no, is that is that right? No, May of 2015. I became the associate pastor in June of 2013, um, and but then and I was I was associate pastor for two years. And but we had served on staff mm-hmm. even before that uh, when I was the young adult minister. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you want to say hello to our crowd tonight? Let us know where where you're joining us from uh, and uh, and just a little bit about um, about yourself and the role that you have at Carnival United Methodist Church. Sure. My name is Kate Jones, and I have been at Collierville Methodist Church uh, since 2010. So I've been here a long time. 
and um, I enjoy being here serving with this family. Chris and I had a lot of fun back in the day um, being able, Mr. Jimmy Fallon, um, <laughs> being able to uh, serve together and, and plan worship services together. But I live in Collierville. I'm a mom of three kids. Sophia is eight, Oliver six, and Cash is two. And I'm married to an Englishman. So our family is, is a lot of fun. I'm originally from Michigan. And so that's where all my family is. Um, but I moved here in uh, 2001 to go to music school uh, called Visible School Downtown Memphis. Now it's Downtown Memphis. But um, did that and I've, I've been serving at churches ever since. So it's just, it's been a joy. Yeah. So, and as far as Michigan, you're from Lower Peninsula, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're from the lower pin. Uh -huh. I, I don't That's think I've right. ever met anybody from upper P, uh, but there, yeah. so there you go with that. And then, yeah, yeah I, I think you even have a union Jack on one of y'all's vehicles <laughs> yes. and um, my son and your youngest son are at the same mm -hmm. preschool. So I get to see all every now and then, even though we're not serving on the same church staff uh, together anymore, mm -hmm. but yeah. So yeah, you started in 2010. I moved out here in 2009. Uh, so yeah, you started not th that long after I started, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, we had we've had some great experiences uh, planning worship, leading worship together. And uh, now you you mentioned uh, that you went to Visible Music College uh, that's located here in Memphis. Uh, would love to hear about some of the experiences that you had with Visible School, and then some of the other. Uh, opportunities you've had to lead worship here in just a moment. I'll say hello to some other friends that are with us. Patrick O'Feely, Charlotte, uh, I mentioned you a second ago, but I don't think I mentioned Patrick. Hello to Lisa Lopez as well, uh, Janet Autry and Etta Earhart are joining us from Germantown. I'm glad that y'all are with us. Uh, but yeah, tell me, what was what was the Visible Music College uh, like uh, for you? I've, I've met several folks through, that have gone through Visible and, and some have stayed in the area and some are currently students and they have found churches to work at while they're students in the area. Um, but what was that experience like and how did it prepare you for leading modern worship in churches in this area now for, I mean, over a decade? Um, and and maybe even how did you even start out as a worship leader? Because I know mm -hmm. I know some of your past uh, work history kind of goes back to Starbucks and sport clips, right? Uh, so, um, <laughs> right. W at what point at what point did you make mm -hmm. the jump to uh, becoming a worship leader? What was that like? Mm -hmm. uh, coming to school here in Memphis um, was really awesome. I loved. You know, I was graduating high school and I was just praying about an opportunity where I could go to a place where I could do music. I mean, it, it you, you know, you kind of grind through my senior year. I had six music classes and I was like, Lord, I would love to find a place where I could just do music. And that's what it was at the time. And so the opportunity of getting to learn all the skills, performance, theory, um, all the things that kind of prepare you for what you're going to do. I know um, I'd always wanted to be a worship leader since I was a really young kid. Um, I grew up in a great church in Michigan. It was a non-denominational church, but just had a really big passion for worship music and, and the congregation loved to sing and worship the Lord. And so I see um, just in my past history, how God was already setting me up for that. And, and you know, when you start uh, worship leading, it is not always a full-time job. And so I've had a lot of other filler 
uh, things to kind of help with that. You might have your Sunday morning okay. job, but then, so that's what Starbucks was for many years. Um, okay. And same thing with sport clips. I wanted to, uh, right before I got married, my husband and I have been married 13 years this year, but I wanted to get, um, just have another, uh, not backup, but additional way to earn income. And so I went to hair school mm -hmm. right before we got married. And so just having the option to have another creative field as well. Um, but always, yeah always loved uh serving the church and and so grateful to be able to do it full-time as i am right now yeah it now you mentioned you grew up in non-denominational church uh mm -hmm. i know that not not only are you on staff at carville united methodist church you also um uh, helped to lead worship uh or at the the stirring is that are you are you still um involved with that at hope uh prez in cordova um what what's the you know so you you kind of there's lots of different influences i guess as far as you know uh, hope is uh evangelical presbyterian church and carnival united methodist is obviously united methodist just like peace tree is uh mm -hmm. but then also you grew up in non-denominational setting mm -hmm. uh what what were some of the praise songs and worship songs and experiences worshiping god in those different types of environments that have really stuck with you what are some of those formative uh songs and uh you know, we were talking about uh, liturgy uh, right before we mm -hmm. went live and i know you've got mm -hmm. a book that you might want to reference or, or, or share with us mm -hmm. but what are some of the things that you will always go to uh talking to uh, the folks that i had last week for best song ever bible study and they mentioned you know there are certain songs that they'll hear that always like kind of take them back to when they're in college or it always it'll always take them back to when they were eight or nine years old or 10 or 11 years old mm -hmm. going through confirmation in their in their tradition um what are those songs for you that will always have a place in your heart and uh, and what are some of the 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 newer songs that you've discovered over the last three to five years because uh, you sang one of those for us this past sunday mm -hmm. in our worship service uh so yeah just interested to hear what your favorite songs your best song ever uh, is and and those really formative songs have been for you. Mm -hmm. um, when I was a kid, uh, we something that's really exciting. And I actually revisited this last night. Uh, the Lord's been bringing back memories of early songs of that I used to sing when I was a kid. Just kind of bringing them back to my memory, and so I've been looking them up and and um going through those really grew up heavy in the vineyard movement so the church that i grew up in was all contemporary and that was the edge of the time was that's when it was birthed i mean largely birthed was like maranatha and vineyard um and so you know there was a bunch of different songs um for there i think now um uh, and probably growing up, there was a song by Delirious called History Maker. Um, I remember that was really influential when I was a kid uh, leading in the praise band. We had a youth praise band and um, and that was a big one. Uh, Delirious is definitely one of my favorite uh, bands. And I, it, it was, they were such good writers that it was um, when I would listen to it when I was a kid, it's almost like they knew things about God that I didn't even know were possible. So they'd write mm. I'm like, how do you know him? Like, it, it just really sparked curiosity from when I was young. And so, um, love Delirious. 
another um, worship leader that really modeled uh, female worship leadership from from earlier in the movement. Um, Darlene Sheck was definitely one who wrote Shout to the Lord, if you know that song. Yeah. Um, yep. But Rita, Rita Springer is my absolute favorite. Um, and she she's just uh, a worship leader who just loves Jesus. But even all these years later um, has just impacted so many uh, different leaders as they've grown as well. Um, trying to think currently, I love uh, Be Thou My Vision. That's one of my favorites to sing as well. Yeah. And um, what a beautiful name. I love songs that that take us to the place of speaking the truth of who God is and reminding our hearts of who he is. Um, there's a, there's times in worship services where we sing these songs and it, it goes from, we're singing these words, but it's like, God, we're, we're looking at you in this moment and we're declaring the goodness of who you are and how that in turn changes us as well. Um, it changes our perspective and how we see our situations we're facing. Um, and I, yeah, that's one of the, that's one of my favorite things mm -hmm. as a worship leader is to be able to also, um, sing over people sing god's truth over people we're singing it together but also you know the blessing is a big one when we sing the bridge of the blessing or um yeah it's just it, yeah. yeah no i i i hear you there's definitely been times where i've been in worship services where, where you have been the worship leader and it's almost like you're like taken to like this this other realm like this you're like we're being lifted up to heaven mm. in, a, in a sense uh mm. i can remember i can remember the the feeling i had i, I had made i had made the request for the song uh and it and, and i felt like i had requested it because it's one that we hadn't sung in a while and it was one that i learned when i was in divinity school and i remember seeing at orange united methodist church in chapel hill north carolina uh, maybe, uh, maybe part of the reason it's coming back to me is because I'm wearing a shirt that is dangerously close to UNC Tar Heel Blue, uh, even though I'm a Duke guy myself. And um, and it was the stand. And uh, mm -hmm. I remember this, the, the mm -hmm. first and probably only time that at, at a local church, whereas like as a volunteer, I was part of a uh, a praise choir. Uh, and and was given a CD back when things were mm -hmm. songs mm -hmm. were put on CDs, and by the worship leader of that mm -hmm. church, who was one of my buddies, and was also a student at Duke Divinity School, and I I, I do think that there is uh, so for me part of that was I was familiar enough with the words I didn't need to look mm -hmm. at the screen and mm -hmm. and I think that that's maybe one of the things I have heard the most from folks who have not grown up with contemporary Christian music or modern worship music or mm -hmm. when when you introduce a new song that's mm -hmm. just come out within the last mm -hmm. year from Bethel or mm -hmm. Hillsong or Chris Tomlin mm -hmm. or Christian Stanfield or Passion it's okay we're teaching you a new song and and sometimes we as humans are just resistant to change and one of the things that I've tried to get across with our best song ever series on Sundays is that there was a point in time when all of the songs we're singing were new songs. And um, and I think that the ones that we can sing 150, 200, 300 years later uh, show that like these are the ones that have stood the test of time because they have connected with us on this deep human level which shows just our need for a connection to God and 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 mm -hmm. and how 
we are in need of saving grace. This past Sunday, I preached on Just As I Am Without One Plea. Uh, and it was written by a woman named Charlotte Elliott. And I, so I don't know. I, I have preached on Shout to the Lord, uh, I think, the, the very first year we did this Best Song Ever series. Mm-hmm. And so just one of the things I want to share for those that watched this past Sunday uh, that I didn't share in the sermon is that Charlotte Elliott. So she wrote this song when she was kind of at this crisis of faith. Uh, uh, she had felt depressed. She was reflecting back on when she had given her life over to Christ because she was physically unable to do anything. She was... Um, you know, physically disabled. She an invalid by by Britain, uh, Britain, but she just had this mental fortitude, and she wrote hymns. So she ended up she had written over one hundred and fifty hymns in the course of her life that had been published these hymn books and these song books. But just as I am with without one plea is the one that she's most well known for and has stood the test of time. And I think a song like, you know, Shout to the Lord is that will be the test of time, that 80 years from now, I think that, you know, my great-grandchildren will be singing Shout to the Lord in a worship service somewhere. And so, uh, you know, that's kind of my other hope, too, with when we talk about modern worship, when we talk about um, leading worship in contemporary settings, is that we're also helping folks kind of broaden their horizons and open their eyes to the songs that are still coming out because the spirit is still moving, right? Mm-hmm. You know, people are mm-hmm. writing new songs because God is still active mm-hmm. in our lives. And so mm-hmm. I feel like that part of our uh, responsibility as Christians is to be open to receiving that new word. Um, but yeah, we continue to mm-hmm. sing the, the songs that have been with us through the ages, like Be Thou My Vision. That's a song. Mm-hmm. I sang that at the baccalaureate at my college, which is, which is a Methodist school. And so that one has a lot of, you know, meaning for me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you sang Here As In Heaven this past uh, Sunday mm-hmm. uh, with the Foundry Praise Band for us. And um, and, I, and I love that song. And, I, and you know, mm-hmm. how could you not uh, think about the Lord's Prayer? How could you not think about when you mm-hmm. take communion and you go through the communion liturgy, this idea that we're being elevated up to the, the heavenly table and we're mm-hmm. communing with the saints and what's happening in heaven, that we, we're praying for that to happen on earth um, mm-hmm. and to be surrounded by God's love. Yeah. So I could, I mean, I could keep going on, mm-hmm. but um, you said that you had mm-hmm. some liturgy that you mm-hmm. kind of wanted to share with us tonight. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about that book. And then yeah. uh, sure. kind of your remark was that you, this was something that maybe within the last year or so, mm-hmm. you've, you've grown to love this. You've discovered, mm-hmm. you've, you've developed a, a love for this, this liturgy. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, and as you look that up, um, let me ask the what are special moments for you in worship? Uh, are there some special moments around liturgy that you have enjoyed uh, in church, around baptism, around communion, uh, around other special times of year like All Saints Day uh, or you know Advent when we light the can you know the Advent wreath, the candles on the Advent wreath? I mean, what are the things that are really significant for y'all at uh, during Lent, Holy Week, Easter. I'd uh, love to hear from you uh, as Kate uh, shares with us uh, a, a liturgy that that has um, meant something to her here in uh, in recent uh, in recent time. Mm-hmm. This is from a book called Every Moment Holy, and it's by uh, Douglas McKelvey. I went to a um, 
there's a Christmas concert that Andrew Peterson does called Behold the Lamb of God. He does it every year. He's been doing it for 20 years. And it was at Bellevue uh, a year ago, not last year, but a year before. Yeah. And so he read liturgy from it. And I was like, what? Um, and so this has a bunch of liturgies for moments. So for example, uh, for a sick day, before serving others, before a meal eaten alone, um, for those who feel awkward in social gatherings, for the marking of birthdays. I mean, there's so many for gardening, arriving at the ocean. Um, I think why this <laughs> spoke so much to me is because it speaks, it, I love the thought, and there's even one for um, for diapering, like <laughs> they have a liturgy for diapering, and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling this one uh, with my kid because I, I know, um, I'll say this real quick, uh, when my daughter was six months old. So I'm a, I'm a new time mom. It's a, you know, first kid. And, it, you know, as a girl, I have my yoga pants on, my hair's been up. I don't remember the last time I showered, like just one of those moments, totally unseen, you know, I'm, I'm trying to console my child, which I don't know how to do yet. And the Lord just whispered to me and said, this, this moment, this is, um, what means the most to me. Like, this is the most sacred mm -hmm. moment. And it's not for being, with people, you know, uh, lead people. It's one of those things where this means the most, this moment only I see means the most to me. I, mm. You know, ministry is our family. And so I love this book because it takes every moment that we may feel and just bringing the Lord into it. And this is just, maker it's called and they have really beautiful liturgy but it's the ritual okay. of the morning coffee so you don't have to read the morning okay. but i i really love this one i i made a photo my coffee maker i'm like yeah it says meet me oh crap stillness of this morning move me oh spirit to quiet my mend me oh father from yesterday's harms from the discords of yesterday direct my peace from the discouragements of yesterday, resurrect my hope. From the weariness of yesterday, resurrect my strength. From the doubts of yesterday, resurrect my faith. From the wounds of yesterday, resurrect my love. Let me enter this new day aware of my need and awake me to your grace, O Lord. Amen. And I mm. I just love this book. I, I love... Um, yeah. I, I love it. I, I love how, uh, you know, how he loves to meet us in every single moment that it's not um, one moment is necessarily holier than another. Like every, this whole life, every moment we live is special and sacred to him. And so just putting him, our, uh, our attention on him in each moment. I just, I love it. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, no, that's great. And again, the name of that was every, every moment, holy every moment holy mm -hmm. okay yeah, yeah so for those that are out there that are looking for uh some some newer prayers to pray is uh, some mm -hmm. a different type of liturgy or a liturgy for mm -hmm. every moment since every moment mm -hmm. is is holy and you know to me it, mm -hmm. it it reminds me of you know when we're told uh in church or vacation bible school or sunday school uh to you know to constantly be in prayer you know and paul talks about 
you know, praying constantly, um, you know, well, what does that look like? And, and you know, sometimes you hear about, uh, well, you can listen to Caleb in your car, or you can listen to the Bible on tape, or you can turn your video off when you're commuting to work. And, and uh, that way you can be praying to God and having a conversation. Well, what happens when you're working from home? You know, what mm -hmm. happens? Uh, well, what happens if you are working in an office right now? What happens when you get there? Uh, and you're sitting down like is is uh, mm -hmm. is not the, the the act of beginning your work or having a conversation with a coworker not uh, also important and where we shouldn't be mm -hmm. invoking God's spirit uh, in that mm -hmm. moment. You know, maybe maybe also one of the differences between working on staff uh, at a church uh, versus working, you know, in a, in a corporate setting is every meeting starts off with a prayer, you know, uh, we're all, mm -hmm. you're always kind of asking, well, is this going to mm -hmm. accomplish the mission that we have been given uh, versus are we going to, you know, I guess make more profit mm -hmm. this year or sign up more mm -hmm. subscribers or whatever. So uh, no, that's, that's great. I, I appreciate you sharing that. You know, mm -hmm. a, another thing that we've, um, we have talked about just briefly before we went live it's just maybe the different ways in which we experience God or encounter God. And, and clearly, you know, you and I both have encountered God in worship, uh, but I'm interested to hear from you. What are some other ways uh, just, you know, for you as a worship leader, you know, cause, cause sometimes it's, it's tough. Sometimes it's tough when you're the worship leader mm -hmm. because like you're, you're performing a job in, in a sense, you're, you're responsible for helping to uh, direct people's attention heavenward mm -hmm. right and trying to get them to collectively you know come together as the body of christ to 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 lift up praise to god and and there's a lot of responsibility in that and so sometimes we need that opportunity to worship uh elsewhere or to or to worship in different settings in order to be fed um but that that you know a worship service on sunday morning or a bible study on wednesday night are not the only times where we can experience God at work, you know, the Holy Spirit, uh, Holy Spirit power in our lives. So just interested to hear from you, what are some other ways in which you've seen God at work in your life or in the life of those around you? Mm -hmm. um, I remember, I, I think it's for living a life like that too. It is, it, it is so um, important to just be asking and and attentive to what God's saying, you know, throughout your day, every day. I, I believe that each person that He puts in front of you is there for a reason. So, so God, how can I love this person that's in front of me? You know, I mean, sometimes we think about also the mission field and how big that is. But I feel like we have our individual sphere of influence that He's put us in front of, whether it's at the grocery store. Who's that person? You know, you see that somebody's hurting, just spend a moment with them. You know, I see him in those ways all the time. There was one time when I worked at Sport Clips, um, there was a homeless man that was uh, outside. It was the dead of summer. I was going to get lunch. And so I got him a smoothie and I said, you know, just to the Lord, I'm like, I hope he's there when I get back. And, you know, and mm -hmm. he was, and so I was able to bring it to him and, and it was just the moment of, and I was so nervous too. <laughs> he was at a, yeah. um, he was at a, you know, just at a bus stop and I'm like, oh man, I haven't done this before, but I knew that the Lord wanted me to. And so I, I just went and brought it to him. And I, you know, I just said, you know, I just want you to know that you're on God's heart today, that he cares for you, that he loves you, that he sees you. Um, and, and 
you know, it was just, it was a sweet moment. And I got in the car and I mean, I just started weeping because I, I just felt God's almost yes over that. Like, yes, this is, this is what you're called. This is what we are called to do as believers um, is to, mm. to see those around us. So I see him in those everyday moments of just taking time, being attentive, seeing who he's put in front of us um, to be able to, to speak love. Cause a lot of people, they walk through their days, but they don't feel like they're seen. And, and just to know mm. the value that we felt, the love from him that we felt is um, is the the value that we can give someone else too, you know, and, and ultimately point them to him. Yeah, that's how many times do we see in the Bible God, God working, obviously, through the Holy Spirit, God working through Jesus, Jesus as God incarnate. Uh, spotting somebody in the crowd, uh, you know, at the, the person that everybody is like either trying to shush, mm -hmm. you know, stop yelling at him, like leave him mm -hmm. alone. Can't, can't you see he's busy? You know, we're, we're trying to get through this town. We, we haven't, we don't want to talk to, you know, talk to you. And like these, like probably like his disciples that are trying to like tell, stop, stop bothering him. There's, there's too many people. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and yet he could somehow see through all of that and find the person that has been ignored the person that's on the fringe mm -hmm. uh, of, of, you know, the person that's like on uh, that needs that assistance. Uh, maybe they, they mm -hmm. have a government that has not assisted them. They have neighbors that, uh, you know, have, are looking after their own interests. And, and it's not that they don't care, but it's just that I've, I've got enough mouths to feed already. I can't, can't deal with this mm -hmm. person as well. Um, or, you know, the other kind of problematic thing is, is, uh, when you look at disabilities uh, or folks that had physical ailments or or, or whatnot, mental mental uh, disabilities and impairments, uh, that there's just this belief that well, you must have your your parents must have sinned, your parents must have sinned in order for you to turn out this way, and um, you know, no understanding around genetics and biology and science and those sorts of things, uh, the way that the created uh, world was ordered. Uh, and yet, and yet, Jesus doesn't pay attention to any of those societal mm. sorts of things. And he looks at the person, and he can see them uh, the way that God would see them. And uh, um, there's a uh, the the song uh, Hosanna, uh, mm -hmm. which always gets sung on Palm Sunday, like a you know, um, <laughs> as far as cont contemporary music is is concerned. Mm -hmm. You know, you mm -hmm. might sing it at other parts of the year, but you know. I think every praise band, you know, at some point sings, you know, Hosanna, Hosanna. <laughs> right. And, um, and, you know, there's this one line in the bridge and it's uh, break my heart for what breaks yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just, man, if, if, if mm -hmm. I was able to empathize and to see others the way that God saw them, uh, how, how many of uh, my preconceived notions would change, how my attitude would change. And, uh, and that's all through, that was through a worship song that using these ancient words from the Bible. And yet, if I didn't have that song, I might not have been uh, challenged to think in that way. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's great that you're, and you have always been one of my friends that I would say is like in tune with the spirit and like understands what God is trying to say to you through the spirit. Uh, you know, I, I pr uh, there are times I pray like, God, I hope, I hope we're doing the right thing. I hope we're on the mm -hmm. right path. And please just keep, you know, opening up those doors so that I know mm -hmm. to, to stay the course. 
But then I have other friends that can just, you know, sense it. it they walk into a room and, and, uh, and I feel like you're, you're one of those individuals mm -hmm. that just, just can, can know a person's heart when you're, when you're interacting with them or having a conversation with them. So I thank you for that. And, uh, and, and yeah, I'm sure you've had other opportunities since then, um, handing the smoothie over uh, to, to, mm -hmm. to a stranger in the middle of the summer. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Any other sorts, uh, you know, sort of experiences, um, mm -hmm. especially for you as a worship leader, you know, you're on, you're on stage, you're in front of people, you're online. I know that y'all's modern worship service uh, for anybody that's looking for something uh, early on a Sunday morning, because we go live at 10 o'clock central. And uh, I believe y'all's modern worship service gets posted around like 8.30, is it 8.30? It Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. eight thirty yeah. from the Carville United Methodist Church YouTube channel. Uh, you can mm -hmm. check that out if uh, you if you want to see Kate and hear mm -hmm. more from the Foundry Praise Band. Um, but just yeah, what are what are some of the worship experiences uh, that you've had? Uh, how do, how have you you know best connected to God? Best connected to the Spirit, especially mm -hmm. as, as being one who's responsible for leading others. Uh, what are the ways in which uh, you have, um, you know, you've, you've done that work, that, that discipleship work, that, uh, living into Christ likeness work. Uh, what, what are the ways that Kate Jones, uh, enjoys worshiping? Hmm. Um, I think when it comes down, uh, to, for me, so, like I said, I had a great, uh, childhood upbringing in a church that loved really, um, poured a lot into worship and, um, gave me opportunity i think my walk with jesus though which changes everything is um you know when it goes from we have this list of okay this is wrong this is right this is what we're supposed to do this is what mm -hmm. you know but it came from there was an area in my life that i felt was blocking god's presence like there was an area where uh an area of sin where I couldn't feel him and I, and it was just really, I mean, it broke my heart. And so after that, he just kind of met me in that. And I realized that, um, that I don't want to do things that hurt his heart. Exactly what you just said. That line from that song is one of my favorite lines. I think about it all the time, <laughs> break mm -hmm. my heart for what breaks yours. I mean, that's, that's what it is. And when you feel his heart break on things, you're like, oh, this what, there are things that I can do that put a block in between our relationship and it's, it's not worth it. It's just painful. And so from that point on, that's kind of how, how I strive to live is to be able to um, be in communion with him. And, and I think it's just, it's knowing him and loving him and not wanting to hurt him. You know, I know it's mm. simply put, but it really is that. Um, and so experiences that I've had, you know, when I was a young kid, there was one, um, I was about 10 years old. So Delirious was this, um, this band from England and they wrote, I could sing your love forever. Most popular song they wrote. Um, and so I was there and it was just, just sometimes, uh, especially like concert, there's this lull, there's some space after a song, you know, just kind of sits or just said, um, I really believe that God wants to heal. There were a few things. There were sick people that were in the audience that night. I really believe that God wants to heal um, this, this, this. And he said, and I believe that um, 
when Stu G, who is their electric guitar player, plays over you that God is going to meet you and heal your body. And I watched mm. it. I mean, it happened. And I was like, I remember, like, I have a memory of being just this little kid just standing there. And I just told the Lord, I'm like, I'm in this forever. Like, if this is if this is what you do and this and that was so significant for me because it showed how he uses, you know, we think about singing, you know, vocal stuff, um, yeah. people, him using words, him using that. But I, I just, it was so much for me early how he uses sound, how he uses melody mm-hmm. it, uh, through the, in, like instruments are not back burner. <laughs> like what, what you as, as instrumentalists yeah. in a band, what you care and your expression is just as powerful as a voice. I believe it. And, and leaving space yeah. for people to minister in that in a setting. But that that was uh, one that definitely um, definitely changed my life. And, you know, I've been concerts. Um, I've seen Bethel before. I've, I'm trying to think of, um, of other ones. I love, I just love being with people that love to worship. That's really... <laughs> That's really what it is, you know, when we, when we're all, um, when we're all open to whatever he wants to do, that's experiences. Cause he, he always, that's what I know about him. Mm. So if have everything, you could take all, all of my life, all the pieces of it. Um, he's so gracious and comes in compassionately, you know, to come and heal those places in us that might be broken, but, um, but is always, always present in every season. And that's why I love him. (laughs) Yeah. And I love this idea too, of just, you know, if we come to, if we come to God hungry, then, uh, as a loving parent, God will Mm -hmm. feed us. And, Mm -hmm. And it maybe adds another layer of meaning when we pray the Lord's prayer, you know, give us this day our daily bread, that sometimes the the, the food that we require is soul food, right? And it, 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 is, it is worship, it is music, it is uh, the sound of music, it is mm-hmm. uh, the, the lyrics of a hymn or a praise song mm-hmm. or liturgy, you know, the prayer mm-hmm. that we pray at the beginning of the day or uh, you know, we've been trying to do communion about once a month, once every six weeks on, mm-hmm. with, with an online format. And it's, you know, it's hearing the words of the communion liturgy and it's passing the peace, even for us in the chat, you know, we'll pass the peace in the, the Facebook chat. And it's it's doing those things that can feed the soul. And uh, and maybe that is part, that is the daily bread that we require. You know, we're, we're in a very affluent town. You know, I know that there is hunger and that there is hurt and there's things happening behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of our children, most of our families have the ability uh, to get food, even if at the very least it's a, it's a supplied by the school district. Right. We have the ability to to be fed uh, food for our physical selves, but for our spiritual selves, um, there are hungry people and there are neighbors who don't know where to turn to and so that's why i believe we do these bible studies it's 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 to teach it's for somebody who's maybe watching right now who has not experienced jesus or the love of the father or the power of the holy spirit in their lives Mm -hmm. it's also hopefully for you that are watching who are christians who are believers and christ followers it's encouragement for you 
to continue to find ways to worship God and to introduce Jesus to your family members and to your neighbors and your friends, and even the ones that you haven't been able to see face to face because the pandemic has uh, you know, forced us to stay indoors and, and to limit our physical contact with others. So uh, I, I hope that you know, this conversation has maybe sparked an idea for somebody who's watching tonight. And uh, maybe maybe somebody's gonna check out Delirious, uh, which I believe there's there's a question mark at the end of their, their band. That's right, and, uh, you're right. Yeah, Delir yeah. Delirious question British. mark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Britain, yeah, you, lo you, love, you, love, you love the Brits though, so there you That's go, right. you married a Brit. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, mm -hmm. Here, uh, one, one final thing I, uh, I wanna ask. Uh, well, one uh, piece of information for you because I, I believe that Cleve has, uh, has locked up for the night and has made sure that you're secure. He wants you to know that the front doors are locked in the building um, while you remain in your office. And I, I don't wanna keep you too much longer because I know you have a Bible study that you participate with, um, with, a, with a group of friends on Wednesday nights. And thank you so much that you've given us part of your time uh, this evening. Um, but both Janet and Charlotte uh, have memories from their camp days, uh, I guess going to church camp. Charlotte's saying that she enjoyed the campfire songs uh, like, do Lord, oh, do Lord, oh, do remember me. You know, so that there's like that type of song. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, I, I think about uh, the songs that maybe get sung at Lakeshore, uh, yeah, uh, like waves of mercy, waves of grace. You know those mm -hmm. kinds of those kinds of uh, songs. Uh, have you had experiences uh, going to camp, or or even now at this point uh, with your kids, maybe going through vacation Bible school, or having opportunities with the youth group at Carnival Methodist, like going up to Lakeshore, mm -hmm. or being a part of a uh, like a you know there's Discovery Weekend. I know uh, has been mm -hmm. a really big opportunity mm -hmm. to connect with young people uh do you do you like the campfire songs and the camp songs and did you get have that experience uh growing up in michigan did you uh, have the chance to kind of go to church camp and to learn some of the songs uh, that would be sung there like the ones that charlotte and janet are referring to in the chat yes i did we we go to camp uh every yeah we do it every summer and, and we go, we'd actually drive to Kentucky sometimes. And from Michigan, we went to Kentucky Christian College. There was a camp there um, that we go to and, you know, it's always fun. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed going, singing all the camp songs with the motions, of course. Yeah, yeah. There has to be motions. Uh, yeah, gotta, gotta have motions. Yeah. Well, Kate, I thank you so much for being with us uh, tonight. Is there anything like a final word that you'd want to leave with our uh, our Facebook audience uh, that has stuck with us uh, tonight? Uh, just a word that you would give them, uh, either a word of a word of hope, just as we continue to go through uh, you know, safer at home orders. You know, we're, we're seeing more people getting vaccinated. Uh, I know that uh, the, the churches where you serve have, have found ways to do some in-person worship. We've continued to stay online and, and now we're, we're preparing our building for some renovations, which uh, would make it very difficult to worship in our building at, at this exact moment. Uh, but we're making the, the plans and looking ahead here in the next couple of months that if, if everything goes smoothly, that we're gonna get back to, to worshiping in person. Mm -hmm. uh, just just uh, from what, you know, the experiences that you've had uh, worshiping as the body of Christ uh, mm -hmm. during a global pandemic, do you, you know, is, are there some lessons that you've learned? Is there a word of hope that you would uh, like to share with our audience tonight? Sure. Um, 
my prayer at the beginning of the pandemic was, you know, so much of our, um, maybe even our vices or the things that we go to before we go directly to God when we have mm. hard times or, you know, I mean, our world was just kind of stripped of us um, that in those times, uh, just knowing God wanted to do a new thing, you know, he's doing a new thing with the big, big C, right? Yeah. Not little C, uh, <laughs> the big church. Um, and, and wanting to be attentive to that. And so I think, I think what I would say is, even though it looks differently, I know y'all know, but he's the same God, you know, each week mm -hmm. when you watch worship at home, think about this all the time, you know, what we do Sunday mornings in church leadership, you know, it's a beautiful time together, but if we're not with him the Monday through Saturday, it doesn't matter. Like it, it yeah. it's not, it doesn't ha hold any weight. And so what we're experiencing, you know, being home is um, that he's the same God there that he is when you come to church. And he even encouraging when we weren't meeting in person as well, just the congregation um, to, to just be able to, um, to let him minister to them in their homes. You know, he, yeah. he has something new for us right now and, and it's okay that it looks differently, but just having an open, open hand yielded heart to whatever he wants to teach us and, um, and just remind us, but he's always present and he's there with you in your home, you know, wherever you may be, he's just, just a moment away, you know, so just That's call it. on his name and he's right there with you. Yeah. I think, I think one of the very first blog posts I wrote for the, the peace tree church uh, website was uh, about breath prayers, which kind of mm -hmm. goes back to your every moment, holy uh, mm -hmm. liturgy book. And uh, yeah, God is God is just a breath away. Um, mm -hmm. If we but just speak speak God's name, uh, we we know uh, you know there there's uh, um, I, I will butcher it if I try it, but the, you know the Christ before me, Christ behind me, mm -hmm. Christ to my left, Christ to my right, Christ above me, Christ below. You know this this idea that no matter where I go, this, there's nowhere mm -hmm. I can go where Christ is not already. You know, mm -hmm. so this idea that Christ is in my home and, you know, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit permeates every molecule mm -hmm. and, you know, cell uh, of the creation. And so uh, God is with us. Uh, I, I know that God has been with us tonight in this conversation. And I and I trust that God has been with each of our friends who are watching at home. And so I, I just want to thank everybody who has uh, stuck with us uh, tonight and has participated in the chat. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. And my thanks to you, uh, Kate Jones, the Director of Modern Worship at Carville United Methodist Church. Again, if you wake up early on a Sunday morning before you join Peachtree for our 10 o'clock uh, live stream, 10 o'clock Central live stream on Facebook and on YouTube and at peachtree.church, check out uh, the Modern Worship service that Carville United Methodist Church posts to their YouTube channel at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. And... Um, also, join me this upcoming Sunday for our worship service, where we will be joined by a, uh, a newcomer to Peachtree, uh, somebody who came, as we think about instrumentalists and musicians, they came to see, he and his wife uh, uh, came to see one of their friends play in uh, our worship band on Pentecost Sunday, I want to say like Pentecost of 2018 because we were still worshiping in the malco 
for Still Theater. And we had a, I think he was a visible school guy. I think he was a visible music college guy. Uh, and his and his wife was on staff, uh, but Kyle Prusina, I don't know if you, if you knew oh, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Kyle, uh, who was at the time, one of the worship leaders at Fellowship Memphis, uh, he came and uh, led us in worship uh, in the Malco Theater. And he was backed by uh, the, the Mulberry Jam Bluegrass uh, group. And they had recently recruited a young lady uh, to play cello with them. And so uh, this, this couple, they were there because it was Sarah's first time playing the cello in front of people. And um, and it was our Pentecost Sunday worship service. And because they came to our worship service and they, they liked our Facebook page, uh, we must have popped up on their newsfeed one Sunday morning and they started worshiping with us online. They started worshiping with uh, with Peace Tree uh, during online worship and have since come to one of our music jams out at the Lawhans Farm. Uh, they have since uh, come to a drive-in worship service. Uh, they're not members of our church. Uh, I've been talking to them about possibly joining our church. They have uh, a sweet daughter, Eleanor, who's uh, I think almost one. And um, But uh, yeah, so uh, uh, Isaac uh, Erickson, Isaac M. Erickson, uh, he's going to be with us. He works for Diddy TV, which is like a Americana folk uh, online uh, channel uh, that covers that type of music. He's going to be with us uh, this upcoming Sunday. He's going to be playing one of his original songs. He's got a couple albums that you can listen to on uh, Apple Music and Spotify and uh, Amazon Music. Uh, so to all of our friends that are watching uh, right now, I hope that you'll join us for our 10 a.m. worship service this upcoming Sunday morning uh, to hear Isaac's best song ever, uh, one of his original songs uh, that's about his daughter and uh, when they, he found out he was going to become a father. And then he'll be with me uh, here next Wednesday uh, to talk about music and uh, songwriting and uh, that whole process. And so I hope that you'll come back and join us and invite your friends. And Kate, thank you so much. Uh, for Thank being you. with us and um, and for think and for allowing me to be uh, the uh, the the Jimmy Fallon uh, to to your uh, uh, Dolly Parton Tina slash, uh, <laughs> yeah. If you you know we should do yeah. Let's just do a weekend update. We can just record one and and put it on it. YouTube and see if anybody would, would watch it. So, uh, right. yeah, and I uh, hope that you have a great Bible study tonight with your friends. And um, and Janet is uh, Janet wanted to share in the chat, thank you, Kate, for answering the call. I see and feel Jesus in you. And so getting some love from, uh, from our friends in the chat. Uh, but thank you so much for being with us. And uh, to all of our thank friends you. that were with us tonight, God bless you. And uh, we'll see you next Wednesday with Isaac, and we'll see you this upcoming Sunday morning. God bless. Bye. So that was a fun hour that I got to spend chatting with Kate, and I am so thankful for her and for her ministry and for her family. And if you enjoy these types of one-on-one -on -one interviews, or maybe if you prefer the roundtable type of discussions like our Faith in Film episode from last week, then please let us know. It'll help us determine what kinds of shows to record in the future for this podcast. And remember, church can happen anywhere. So whether you're listening to this on your drive to work or while you're on a treadmill at the gym or you're folding laundry at home, we pray that it is meeting a need for you in your life. And if you live in the Memphis metro area, we'd love to see you in person. 
Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Come join us this week on the 27th when we celebrate Consecration Sunday. And look for a new podcast episode on Monday featuring a message from Bishop Bill McAlilly. Take care and God bless.